Most churches that I talk to, however, they don't have kids, they don't have any youth left. The average age is probably over 60 yeah. in most of them. Yeah. And they and they and they don't have very much, if any, money. Yeah. Sometimes they're even in debt. Yeah. And so if that's the position that you're in, and, and I think I think most churches that I talk to are in that position. Yes. If that's the position you're in, um, you do have options. Um, and you might not like them, but you have them. This is the Church Report Podcast, exploring challenges the church faces around the world. Brought to you by the Rogo Foundation. Now, here's Scott Camden. Hi, this is the Church Report Podcast, where we engage in conversations about the church, brought to you by the Rogo Foundation. My name is Scott Camden. I have the blessing of serving as the Advancement Director for both Sandals Church and the Rogo Foundation. And today I get to spend a little bit more time with a great friend of mine, a great coworker. His name is Ron McCoy, and he is the Executive Director of the Foundation, uh, both for Sandals Church and the Rogo Foundation. And today we're going to take on one question, which is why are churches struggling? So Ron, thanks for making time to join me today. Yeah, thanks for having me again, Scott. It's been great to be here. Awesome. So this is something that that you and I are immersed in uh, seven days a week, 24 <laughs> yeah. hours a day, yeah. 365 days a year. That's right. And it's, uh, I don't know if it's masochistic to say it. I don't even know if I can say that, but it's something that we love to be in the middle of yeah. because we love to help be a part of the solution yeah. for struggling churches. Right. It breaks our heart to see any church facing a season of challenge. But when they they have the kind of the wherewithal to see that they're in a difficult situation and to realize that they don't have the tools or the ability to identify the solution on their own, but they're willing to reach out and ask for help. Yeah. It is such an exciting thing to be able to have some of those initial conversations and to work through that. And many times ultimately to see them overcome that season of challenge. And that can look a multitude of different yeah, ways. Sure. But um, you have so many of these conversations. So let's just talk about a few. What are, can you give me like maybe the, the top three things that you're seeing that are giving churches seasons of, of challenge, struggling seasons? Yeah. And, you know, we, a lot of this is stuff that we talk about regularly, but it's, it's, certainly, um, it's certainly true, relevant to this topic. You know, I think, I think the biggest is just as the community has changed. Yeah the church hasn't changed with it. Right. You know, and so when we think about, um, you know, most churches, especially here in California, this is probably true everywhere, but really here in California is where we see it most. Most churches were built, um, you know, in, in, in the fifties and the sixties. And as you might imagine in the last 60, 70 years, the community around the church has evolved and changed drastically. It's changed uh, socioeconomically, culturally, uh, ethnically, um, you know, and, and, and the church, if the church hasn't kept up with that, and very few, if any, have, um, then they're probably facing a really hard season right yeah, now. Yeah. And so I think that's probably the biggest. Um, you know, uh, 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 another one is just financially, you know, as, as attendance dwindles, um, you know, finances become um, really burdensome. A lot of churches, you know, I, I get calls from churches all the time that are that are having to make hard financial decisions. Uh, things like, do we keep the lights on today or do we pay our pastor this month? Yeah. And um, and man, that that season uh, can can just be um, can, it can be the death of a church. At yeah. some point, at some point, they have to just lock the church, close the doors, and hand the keys over to uh, somebody. 
Yeah. And we see churches in that position all the time. Um, you asked for three. Yeah. I mean, you can do, you yeah. can do less, you can do yeah. more. <laughs> yeah. I think the, well, those are, those are certainly two of the biggest, I, I think, you know, I think the, the other thing I would say, and, and I think we talked about this on another episode at some point, but just, just the reality of, of the churches become uh, so, so focused in on their own preferences yeah. over reaching the next generation. Yeah. And many, many churches today, they're not one generation behind. They're two or three or four or five generations behind right. in terms of reaching people. They haven't reached people in the 80s. They didn't reach people in the 90s. And they didn't reach, haven't reached people in the 2000s. And so, you know, we've got millennials, Gen Xers, Gen Yers. I mean, we've got this whole group of this, this whole number of, uh, of generations that the church has not reached. Yeah. And so it becomes harder and harder with each new generation to reach the previous generation. Right. And, um, and so as you might imagine, it's almost impossible for a church uh, that, that people who are all in their 60s and 70s and 80s to reach people in their teens and 20s. Almost impossible. Yeah. And, um, and so, you know, I, th- th- those are just a few of the reasons I would say. Yeah, it, I, I agree with those three. You know, as you were talking, I was thinking that that component of um, uh, really becoming – I don't know if the right term is outdated, yeah, you know, with yeah. the age, that might be a little rough way to say it. Yeah. But what, what is, if, if a pastor, an elder, a board member, a, a, an attendee of a church is listening to this and, and they're thinking back to last weekend's service yeah, and they're kind of running that, that, uh, mental, uh, picture of what the, the, the main auditorium sanctuary, whatever you want to call it looked like. Yeah. And if they're realizing, wow, Last weekend, and as many weekends as I can reflect on, you know, probably the, the, the average age of the people there is in their 40s or 50s or 60s. Um, we, we, I can't really identify any visiting families. I can't remember the last time we had a, a family visit or if they did stay. They're thinking about professions of faith, yeah. baptisms. Yeah. If they're thinking about kids ministry growth or youth ministry growth. Maybe one of the things that they're lacking is an appropriate strategy to begin to do the work to become relevant once again in the community. Yeah. And for a church that's listening to this, I don't, I don't want them to get the, the misconception that if that's your, your current state, uh, you're, you're done yeah. and it's your time to give it up. There, there, there is an opportunity to turn the ship around. It, it's hard work. Yeah. And yeah. sometimes it's going gonna, it's gonna to take you bringing new people in to help with things. Yeah. yeah. But what would you say to that individual that's listening to this, yeah. that's looking back and saying, we're, we're in this position, and, and I know there's enough people here like me that would be willing to do the work, whatever it takes, because we have a burden to reach the next generation. We just yeah. don't know how. Yeah. What could they do? Yeah, well, look, there's, there's lots of paths forward for churches that are, that are in this season. And it, and it really depends, Scott, the, the answer to that question depends on the degree of severity of their current state, right, has to do with you know w- w- when I consult with churches, we're we're talking about how many people are left and what's what w- what are their ages and do you have any kids? Do you have any youth? Um, you know, what do your finances look like? I mean, all, all of these things play a role in what the path forward is for a church. Most churches that I talk to, however, they don't have kids, they don't have any youth left. The average age is probably over sixty. Yeah. In most of them. Yeah. And they and they and they don't have very much, if any, money. Yeah. Sometimes they're even in debt. Yeah. And so 
if that's the position that you're in, and, and I think I think most churches that I talk to are in that position. Yes. If that's the position you're in, um, you do have options, um, and you might not like them, but you have them. And and I would say that there's there's really there's really three primary options that I would I would encourage you to explore. Uh, what one is you can you can just uh, cl- close down your church, close it down. You can sell it. And you can um, you can use the money to go be at another church. You can go start another church somewhere else. Um, that is a terrible option, and I hope nobody picks that option. Right, but it's an option. It's a terrible option. I hope nobody picks that option. The the second option, and I think it's a viable option, is you can go find a great young church start that's meeting at a, a school, a community center. Uh, maybe there's a church planter in the area that's got a, a small church that, that might have 20, 30, 40 people. Man, they would love to come and join your church. Let me tell you, they would yeah. love to. Yeah. They would bring new vision. Yeah. They would bring new energy. They would bring new families. They would bring finances. But you have to be willing to do church the way they're doing church. Yeah. Because they've so got good. the vision and they've got the energy and they've got the passion. And so don't be afraid to be open-handed with, with, good. with pursuing that. That's the good. other option is you find it, you find a church like, like Sandals church, a church that can, that's healthy, that's vibrant, that, 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 that knows how to reach the next generation yeah. that has the financial resources to invest in your facility that has the, the leadership, the vision, the strategy uh, to, to, to go and grow your church. You find a church like that yeah. and we are one and there are others. Certainly there are others. You find a church like that and you say, Hey, look, um, we're, we're done. We're done trying to lead this. And, and, and we want to, we want to come under your authority. Uh, we want to be open-handed to, uh, to, 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 to a new vision. We want to do a new work and we want to reach our community again. And you open-handedly completely, um, um, hand, hand over the authority of the church to that church. And you say, do, do with it what you will, but we yeah. want to see it grow. Yeah. And um, and look, there, we can talk about all three of those because there's a lot of there's a lot of things to know about all three of those. Sure. But, but the most important thing is the most important thing is um, it can be done. The likelihood of you doing it without outside help is is very very slim to none. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that's a hard statement to say. Uh, and look, we serve a big God, and and God can do all things. I'm telling you, uh, it's very unlikely. And then we've looked at s- studies and uh, surveys and tens of thousands of churches. Yeah. It has almost never happened. You can almost not find one example yeah. of a church that sort of pulls itself up from its bootstraps. Yeah. Because it's hard. It, 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 you know, you, you don't have the money. You don't have the leadership. You don't have the energy. Yeah. You know, you, you don't have the ability to go into the schools and, and start a youth group. Right. Right. You, you don't. Yeah. And so, um, you know, when you look at all of those things that you're up against, it just becomes almost impossible to overcome that without outside help. Yeah. And so what I would what I would say to the person listening is be willing to receive outside help. Be open handed to it. Be willing to find that church planter that's that's got a great start, a, a, a new vision, that's got some resources behind him that can come in and partner with you to do it. That's good. Be willing to find that healthy, vibrant church. You can say, man, you guys are doing this. You know how to reach people. We want to come along with you and join you to do this together. 
um, our, our best stories, man, our best stories, and I think you'll probably tell them how to go to robofoundation.com and, and read this. Our best stories, my favorite stories, are the stories that I hear from people at churches that we adopted that say, man, we never thought this would be the way, but we trusted God, we trusted you guys, and look at what God has done. My favorite stories are those stories, and we've got hundreds of them. And, um, and so anyways, that, that, that's what I would say, Scott. No, I love it. I love it. You just keyed in so much on the burden of stewarding well, the kingdom asset that they are currently entrusted with. And are they going to be the last generation to steward that kingdom asset? Or are they going to be yet another generation that ensures that it's around for generations to come? Amen. I hope so. And, and what a blessing to future generations if they are the generation that made sure that that church not only was still there, but, but move to a position of influence and thriving in that community. Right. So one thing that I want to share, it'll be in the show notes, is you can uh, check out a documentary that we put together not too long ago. It's 28 minutes. It really tells a story of two of the different adoptions that we were a part of in the last few years. A church just outside of Redlands, California, and a church in San Bernardino, California. It's awesome. So you can go directly there by going to rogofoundation.com slash together. Again, rogofoundation.com slash together. There you have access to that, but I'll also put uh, some uh, links into the show notes. And I want to let you know if you've enjoyed this episode, uh, I would encourage you to like it, to subscribe to the podcast, and also to tell others about the podcast. Uh, Lastly, if you'd like to learn more about the Rogo Foundation, or if you'd like to reach out to us because you find yourself in a situation that was shared today and you'd love to be able to connect with Ron or somebody else from our team to talk about the challenges that you're currently facing and what are some options that might be available to you. Simply go to rogofoundation.com, click on the contact us tab and please reach out to us. We hope that you have a wonderful day. Thank you for joining us and God bless you.